0: you can learn a lot about the product and service of any company when you know the people and i I tell you often uh, daily about garage experts and the tremendous work they did but the owners Mark and Shelley are just tremendous people. I actually had lunch with Mark yesterday, and uh, he, uh, along with Bruce of uh, Beatles, are going to be doing the show, what day next week is that?
1: They are doing it on the 27th, which is on Tuesday.
0: On a Tuesday, and uh, it's going to be a first time for both of them. Uh, some of the stuff that uh, I was having lunch with Mark yesterday that he is going to talk about. I think you're going to really enjoy. Um I I know just talking with him about it is and it, it'll give you insight into the sort of person he is and he's he's just such a, a you know a fantastic guy. Shelly is fantastic as well and <clears throat> and uh you know again I think it's it's one of the reasons that Garage Experts as a company is tremendous because they run it. They're in charge of it. When you have people that are just really good individuals that look for the way to make things more positive and to help other people and to be a positive impact, um, instead of uh, seeing the negative everywhere, because you know, it does take a proactive effort when you're, when you're that way, like people like Mark, uh, it's, it shows in the work you do. And, and so whenever I make recommendations to you or uh, a company like garage experts, it's not only because the, the, the product of the, you know, the, the garage flooring and the customized um, um, storage uh, is something that I believe many homeowners can definitely benefit from but it's because the people behind it and the job I know they'll do and and uh, Mark and Shelley Long of Garage Experts they definitely without question fall into that category so I encourage you of course to listen all next week but on uh, the 27th uh, when uh, he'll be one of the co host I think you'll definitely in- enjoy that when you tune in for it. And if, you, of course, you miss any of it, I know the holidays are, are oftentimes up in the air, your schedules get just a little bit jumbled, uh, then you can listen to the podcast because that will be up at KSGF.com. The governor of Missouri Parson, he made an appointment. And this is an appointment for the state treasurer position. Because it became open, and the individuals that was it was appointed is an individual by the name of uh, Vivek Malik. He's a Saint Louis attorney, business owner, and he is in virtually every news story. They lead with the fact that he is a person of color. Yeah. Uh, I'm just a white guy who's so privileged. I can't begin to understand these things. But I have had conversations with individuals that are success-driven individuals that are of a certain classification that is deemed of noteworthy nature by the left, and When there is some accomplishment, that's what they lead with, the cover of the book instead of the book itself. And that, in some conversations I've had with somebody, they don't like that. They don't like being reduced down to that. Now, there's some that, that live for that, I suppose. I, I don't get it. I don't, you know, if I were somebody that were exceptionally handsome, And any sort of accomplishment or appointment that was made, if that's what they led with, that, well, he's, you know, he's a really handsome guy. I'd be like, uh, you know, there's a lot more to me than that. Or if women who were attractive, let's you had some attractive woman who was a success in her own right, uh, was, you know, paved her own way, but every news story was about, you know, who's one of the hottest chicks we know. I think collectively we would all be offended and we'd be like, do we what difference does do her looks make? That that should not be relevant. Uh what sort of society do we live in where we lead with her looks? But there are certain categories of people we do that. And skin color is one of those that for whatever reason. We have shifted from a culture. In which we grew up being told, "Don't judge a book by its cover." To, did you see the cover? Have you seen the cover? What do you think of the cover? Do we have a cover? What's the cover? Do we have enough of that cover? We gotta have the cover. Look at the cover. And and I yeah, I recognize that it's noteworthy, but it, it's just so disappointing that that is the lead in virtually every a first person of color. Now, what I do find somewhat amusing here, is, so, this is a news leader story. I think it's a news leader story. Yes. Uh, Vivek Malik, St. Louis attorney and business owner, tapped as Missouri state treasurer, uh, and then making him the first person of color to hold statewide elected office in Missouri history. House Minority Leader Crystal Quaid, a Springfield Democrat, congratulated Malik on his appointment, but said it was disappointing that the governor had not appointed a person of color sooner. In a statement, Missouri is a diverse state with a diverse pool of qualified candidates who merited more consideration than the governor had shown with his previous statewide appointments. Well, at least he hasn't spent his time trying to get black people kicked off the ballot. The audacity. And by the way, we know if political affiliations were different, the news leader would have noted that. Well, this is interesting coming from a woman who hired a high-powered, high-cost attorney out of St. Louis to have a black man kicked off the ballot in her district. Funny they don't mention that. Is that not relevant? We're talking about race here. And why isn't her disappointment focused on the previous governor? The previous governor made a statewide appointment. It was a privileged white woman that he chose, Nicole Galloway, to be state auditor. I mean, if Crystal Quaid, unless, of course, cynical politics is at play here, and I'm sure that's not the case, genuinely had disappointment in her heart about the fact that it took this long for a statewide appointment to be made of a person of color. The first one. Shouldn't she said, you know what, thanks to Governor Parson, it's finally been done. It's disappointing that past administrations did not do this. It's disappointing that the previous governor, Governor Nixon, when he had the opportunity to do so instead, chose a privileged white woman. Oh, but see, he's a Democrat. If you're a Democrat, you can appoint privileged white people all you want. If you're a Democrat, you can kick black people off the ballot like Crystal Quaid attempted to do. And then, of course, in the end, he was kicked off the ballot all you want. Governor Parson, however, he makes the appointment of the first person of color to a statewide office. And it's so disappointing that it took him so long. The fact that the news leader can even write a story with that comment as if in, in, you know, in a total vacuum with no context. Not noting the fact that the previous governor obviously didn't do it. And he was a Democrat. But, of course, Democrats can do whatever they want when it comes to race. Democrats can be as privileged as they want, white privileged as they want. And here you have Parson actually doing what the left claims that they're supporters of. And what does he do? Crystal Quaid, what a leader for Democrats, decides to criticize him because, well, he just didn't do it good enough. What trash.
2: Life-threatening wind chills are the main concern tomorrow as a major winter storm moves into the Ozarks. We could see wind chills as cold as 35 below zero. National Weather Service meteorologist Shelby Melto says up to four inches of snow will be possible. Blowing snow
1: and reduced visibilities will be a concern in especially those areas that receive sufficient snowfall.
2: Federal prosecutors have wrapped up their investigation into the thefts of catalytic converters. George Lawson has more. A former Springfield woman has pleaded guilty in federal court to her role in a theft ring that transported tens of thousands of stolen catalytic converters across state lines. 34-year-old Danielle Ice of Columbia pleaded guilty to conspiracy charges. She is the last of seven defendants to plead guilty in the case. She admitted that she and her husband, 37-year-old Leslie Ice, stole at least 50 catalytic converters and sold them to another man. A former Branson police sergeant who resigned after he was suspended has been hired as the police chief in Forsyth. Pat Gray takes over for David Forrest, who left in October. Gray and former Branson Police Chief Gary Matthews resigned last week. They were suspended but left before an HR investigation was finished. The city has not released the results of that report. That's Matt Moyer reporting. I'm Jason Rima. You're listening to Springfield's Talk 104.1.
0: First alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements. Uh, you heard the weather there uh cold snow all of that sort of stuff so that's pretty much all i have to say about it you're listening to nick reed in the morning on springfield's talk 1041. this always makes me think of the uh scene from the office is it is this the the song that dwight when he comes in and he turns off the nice Christmas music and he puts down the boombox oh, and plays. I know. And then he's like, damn! You know, he's really... <laughs> I, it, I need I to th- watch
1: all of the, the Christmas episodes. I just changed my Facebook cover photo to the Happy Holidays photo shoot that they all did where they were doing, like, the weird yeah. jumps. I love the I,
0: office. I like... I, I, so do I, of course... I like all the episodes. Other, You know, the one storyline that I never do like and I don't watch the episodes is whenever things start going wrong between Pam and Jim. They start having marital problems. I just yeah, didn't like any of that. I,
1: I think they were kind of struggling. Yeah, I just – I was like,
0: you know what? That's not even I, – I don't know. There's – I, my there were tons of other relationships that went wrong, but were kind of funny. And that one, it was just like, no, this is not funny. This isn't funny at yeah, all.
1: How dare you!
0: But when Meredith gets so drunk, she catches her hair on fire. So they have an intervention <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, at the Christmas party. <laughs> <Poor That's, Meredith. laughs> she gets that bat yeah. on her head. Yes. She gets
1: run over by a car. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, rabies. what a mess. Yeah, yeah. Well, they then they did the the cure for the fun run.
0: Oh well that's the very abbreviated name.
1: I know. You know, they make those shirts that that have it all day. Okay. Anyways. Pyramid Roofing Company. Right now is the absolute perfect time to give my friends over at the Pyramid Roofing Company a call. Especially if you are kind of weary with this winter weather on its way. You're thinking, Oh, I haven't had my roof inspected in a long time or you know, I'm getting to that point where A new roof is in the near future. Give my friends over at the Pyramid Roofing Company a call. They can help ease a lot of that, that stress and that fear that comes with thinking, oh gosh, I might need a new roof here soon. They're very upfront. They're very honest. They're not going to try to upsell you on anything. And I know this to be true, because whenever the pyramid roofing team came out to my house, I had the absolute worst case scenario. I I needed the whole nine yards. I needed the new decking, the shingling, the gutters, the vents, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And uh, they didn't use any scare tactics with me. They just sat down and said, OK, here is our plan. This is what we're going to do. This is what uh, we're not going to do. And this is how long it's going to take. And that was really helpful, uh, especially being the the first time I ever got a roof on my home. So if you are in that situation where you think, oh, I need a new roof or even just a roof repair, highly recommend the Pyramid Roofing Company. You can find all their contact information housed at ksgf.com under the Sarah's Endorsements tab.
0: Wanted to share this um, brief little piece from the Federalist. Um, and It's interesting because a lot of the talk and information I provide like gather up information try to figure it out that that regards the three letter um, divisions of of our government FBI CIA so forth uh, there's at least one listener in particular it's constantly sending messages in who used to work for one of those institutions um, and and He texts in a text, I I, I shouldn't assume he's a male, I don't know, male or female, but uh, on the American Transmissions talk and text lines, like you have no idea, this is exact. All of these things that people are beginning to wake up and realize about these agencies and elections and so forth, absolutely 100% true. This piece from The Federalist explains what is called sheep dipped. And it helps from a logistical standpoint, helps us understand how it is that the, the FBI in particular, CIA in particular, some of these agencies do what it is that was done with social media in uh, interfering with our presidential elections. So the title is Our FBI and CIA agents sheep dipped. It's sheep is in the animal dipped, D I P P E D at Twitter and other tech companies. That's uh let's see according to the latest drop of Twitter files from Michael Schellenberger as of 2020 there were so many former FBI employees working at Twitter that they had created their own private Slack channel and a crib sheet to onboard new FBI arrivals. It appears that Twitter still has 14 employees on the payroll who worked at the FBI and the CIA. The problem isn't just confined to Twitter. My colleagues and Federalist contributor Ben Weingartner recently wrote an article for the New York Post inside revolving door between Democrat deep state and big tech. In addition to covering what was happening at Twitter, Weingartner details a broad number of suspicious links between Silicon Valley and U.S. intelligence agencies. Given the near constant string of deep state scandals and social media censorship we've endured in recent years, a big question we should all be trying to answer right now is what exactly are all of these spooks doing at tech companies? You just think about it for a moment. I suppose anybody could randomly end up anywhere at any particular time, right? But to have dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of people, let's say you're working somewhere and you just notice all of a sudden, wherever it is that you work, wherever, maybe you work at a factory, at a, a hotel, a hospital, and you start finding out that, that a, a, a disproportionately number of people around you don't actually necessarily have backgrounds in your industry but used to work for the FBI, wouldn't you go, Would well, that's sort of weird, That all of these people from the FBI, all of these people from the CIA ended up working here? So far, the answer as to why all of the spooks are working at tech companies appears to be they're almost certainly up to no good. After the first batch of Twitter files dropped, it was revealed that Elon Musk fired Twitter Deputy General Counsel James Baker. Prior to going to work at Twitter, Baker was a top lawyer at the FBI from 2014 to 2017. In that capacity, he played a significant role in shepherding FBI's baseless and illegal Russiagate investigation. In fact... It's probably safe to assume one of the reasons Baker exited the FBI was to dodge any accountability for the FBI's reckless and politically motivated attempt to investigate the president of the United States. Twitter was a pretty soft landing. Or at least it was until it was revealed that Baker, who was still employed at Twitter as of a few weeks ago, got fired after he intercepted. The internal company communications, Musk, was giving to journalists Matt Taibbi and Barry Weiss to expose the censorship and misdeeds of the company's previous management. Nobody has quite figured out what he was doing, but there's widespread speculation Baker may have been removed, or may rather have removed, Twitter communications with the FBI or other damning info before it could be made public by Musk. Yes. Large global corporations do need high-level, discreet corporate security and potentially for benign purposes, the particular skill set that former law enforcement and intelligence personnel provide. However, the situation with Baker makes the problem plenty obvious. If you're inclined to automatically trust the professionalism and integrity of the FBI and CIA, please have your head examined. I want to know how many of these FBI and CIA agents are sheep-dipped In the intelligence world, sheep dipping is a term of art. It describes a tactic whereby a member of the military is officially, officially discharged from service to do covert work. In secret, they are still eligible for rank promotions and military benefits. I first learned the term when my father, or from my father, because he was sheep dipped. He worked for the CIA in Laos in the early 1960s lead up to the Vietnam War. He was a young Marine officer. During his year in Laos, his normal service records were replaced with records claiming he was separated from the Marine Corps to allow the government to deny any responsibility if anything happened to him. When he returned from Laos, they swapped out the files saying he had left the Marine Corps with his regular service record, all as if nothing unusual had happened. Suffice it to say... During this episode, Dad witnessed the CIA's involvement in drug smuggling and other unsavory behavior. The whole episode left a very bad taste in his mouth. Fun fact I learned earlier this year, listen to this. The man in charge of CIA operations in Laos, when my father was there, was the legendary spymaster Ray Klein. One Kennedy assassination theory relates that Lee Harvey Oswald, who was still serving in the Marines when he briefly defected to the Soviet Union, actually didn't really defect. He was sheep-dipped and working for the CIA on an intelligence-gathering mission inside the Soviet Union. The whole crazy escapade, according to the tale, was possibly organized by Ray Klein the local CIA station chief, at the same time and place as one of Oswald's previous overseas deployment. For what it's worth, Ray Klein also happens to be the former father-in-law of Stephen Halper, the dubious paid informant who is the FBI source for much of their bogus Trump-Russian investigation. In case you're keeping track, why, yes, I did just draw a line, albeit not a particularly straight one, That connects the Kennedy assassination and the Russian Gate scandal. I would have been too digressive to, or it rather, would have been too digressive to mention that Klein and Halper's connection to Watergate and Iran-Contra also exists, but I think you get the drift. Now, as clarification, I should say that sheep dipping seems to apply mostly to the intel community's use of military personnel and isn't necessarily an all-purpose phrase for CIA or FBI undercover work. One of the most annoying things about being subjected to years of completely credulous Russiagate and Steele dossier coverage was every single pundit suddenly becoming an armchair expert on espionage and throwing around phrases such as SIGINT when we all know that they just learned what signals intelligence was 15 minutes ago. But the point here isn't to offer up conspiracies about the Kennedy assassination. It's to make the point that one reason conspiracy theories are so easy to believe is that it's well known the deep state industrial complex employs a lot of tactics, such as sheep dipping, that are expressly about manipulation and deception. Combined with so many official denials over the years, that turned out to be lies. This makes it impossible to believe and tell agencies when they say they aren't doing something. It was very much denied that American soldiers were in Southeast Asia when my dad was in the jungle learning how to eat soup with chopsticks. More recently... We have very dishonest denials about domestic spying by Obama intelligence officials John Brennan and James Clapper. That is a just society should have that in a just society should have led to criminal charges. The FBI response to Twitter files revelations that they were working behind the scenes with social media networks and encouraging censorship is about the furthest thing from reassuring. The FBI regularly engages with private sector entities to provide information specific to identified foreign malign influence actors, subversive, undeclared covert, or criminal activities, an FBI spokesperson told journalist John Nicosia. Private sector entities independently make decisions about what, if any, action they take on the platform and for their customers after the FBI has notified them. Based on what we know, there's absolutely no reason to assume that of the numerous former FBI and CIA employees at Twitter, some weren't either informally or directly working for intel agencies. Further, it is incredibly alarming that the watchdogs that are supposed to protect us from rogue government agencies eroding our rights can't even be bothered to investigate this. For most of my life, the corporate media and the activist left, in particular, treated these agencies with extreme skepticism. Revelations such of these, uh, as these would formally have set off klaxons in newsrooms. But now... People's brains are so drowning in partisan muck that the Bernie Sanders AOC left, which still pretends to find the CIA and FBI nefarious if you force them to take a stance, refuses to even care about the grave dangers of what Matt Taibbi reported about the FBI's role at Twitter, says Glenn Greenwald. Worse, Greenwald observes observes that their shared partisan obsession means that the left has completely surrendered to the corporatist imperatives of liberal institutions such as the media he observes quote the only real enemies they see are the Trump movement and the GOP that's why i use left liberal their core world ro- world views have merged with the exception of an under-resourced conservative media and a few independent lefty journalists such as Taibbi and Greenwald who have dared to stay true to ideals that most of the journalists now trying to discredit them claim to have held six years ago, no one is interested in the solid evidence suggesting intel agencies have been secretly curbing Americans' First Amendment rights, possibly doing so to explicitly influence elections. The fact that so few people are curious about the nexus between the intel agencies and big tech, even when the evidence is staring them in the face, should be... A national scandal. Americans deserve to know the truth about whether our intel agencies are being used against citizens. We should be concerned that the full extent of what they've done and what they likely continue to do to us will never be known. That piece Mark Hemingway in The Federalist. We're going to take a We've got to get a traffic update here and then uh, there are a couple other new revelations. But I, I think for me, anyhow. It helps from a logistical standpoint. Me understand how all of this played out, knowing about the sheep dipping. And I think we've all been familiar about storylines and novels or or, uh, movies where people who worked for the CIA were essentially um, officially no longer working for the CIA so that if they did get caught – The CIA or the FBI could say they didn't work for us any longer, where in fact they actually were working for that institution. And the fact that you have dozens and dozens and dozens of former FBI, quote former FBI and quote former CIA agents, working for these different institutions. Common sense tells you that they were essentially guiding and in some capacities running psychological operations. Operations against the American people in a number of different scenarios, largely to overthrow the presidency of Trump. Prior to that, derail his election campaign, and of course, post his first election, derail his reelection campaign. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. Hear about, it. Hear about I it. I know I'm beating a dead horse here. Talk about it. Talk but about the hypocrisy it. and the double standards kind of unreal. On
2: Springfield's Talk 1041. You're
0: listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Right, first Alert Forecast Winter Storm Warning Thursday for counties along and north of 60. Winter Weather Advisory Thursday for counties south of 60. Wind chill warning from noon Thursday to noon Saturday for counties along and north of Highway 60 uh mostly cloudy 40 today slight chance of rain snow tonight 18 then the snow coming in temperatures while they may get into the 30s or in the early part of the day they will be dropping off to around zero um two to four inches of snow possible depending on where you are in the listening area wind chill temp you know down way low perhaps uh 35 below for some of you then friday mostly sunny a high of eight above 18 on saturday for a high mostly sunny on christmas with a high of 34. Latest Twitter file bombshell shows FBI neck deep in Russian disinformation lie to kill the Hunter uh, Biden laptop story. I'm not going to read through all the details here, but we will get this posted so that you can read through it if you want to get a bit of a better understanding. But what it it shows is that prior to – it's clear the FBI knew that the New York Post was going to be posting this story, that they had it. Clearly somebody – Uh, That was privy to that information, got it to the FBI. And that's when these agents began using their channels into social media to begin making up these false claims about Russia. Um, And it was, you know, again, it was a, a it was a misinformation campaign. It's so remarkable for all the talk about misinformation 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 that the people who were screaming loudest about it were the ones that were carrying out the misinformation campaigns and what is what's becoming clear with these twitter files is that what you had in the twitterverse and in some of these other social media platforms were people they they weren't conspiring so much with the FBI to cover up what they knew was true information, but they were being duped by the FBI as well. They they were pawns in this. And they were very giddy, apparently. They 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 felt cool. And you can imagine a lot of these individuals probably weren't it's the best way to put this. Culturally speaking, what, once upon a time, the, your geeks were much different than the cool jocks. And, and we ha- there has been a bit of a merge, I mean, that, that has occurred where now geek is cool and so forth. But a lot of these individuals uh, that, that, you know, here they're, many of them may still be living with their parents, don't have the most exciting social life. They watch a, a a movie like Clear and Present Danger or Hunt for Red October, some sort of Clancy film. and, and you know, they, they, they just think how you know there's just such a cool factor to that that's not their life. Well, here the FBI comes along and, and you know, supplies them with fake information that they claim or these highly classified bits of information they're sharing with them. They're, they're bringing them into this world of intrigue, this world of, of, of romanticism, of cloak and dagger stuff, and they were getting off on it. I mean, you could see how that would be very – they felt – it. I mean, just probably top of the world. Here they were. Part of a, a plan to thwart Russians from interfering in our election. A part of this that is just, would you step back, that is so remarkable is the people who. So, okay, we've got all the fact checking right and the misinformation. So, the FBI, who are the, the great shovelers of misinformation and disinformation were the ones warning about it. Then you have the people in the social media world who appoint themselves the great recognizers of disinformation and misinformation, right? That's part of what they're going to do. They are the ones who can recognize it. Yet they were the ones totally fooled by the fact that they were acting based off of disinformation. These are the individuals that uh, just fancied themselves so brilliant and they had to use their power to protect you and me from being duped by disinformation. But the whole time, they were the ones being duped. They were the dummies. They were the ones who needed somebody to tap them on the shoulder and say, "Uh, by the way, this is disinformation. All of the people... That we've been told by media and pop culture and conventional wisdom, you know, that, that it's just, it goes without saying that we are supposed to trust when it comes to information or and, and trust when it comes to identifying disinformation. We're either the ones creating it or the ones being duped by it. At the same time, Twitter gave special protection to social media accounts used by the U.S. military for psychological influence operations, according to more of the documents released yesterday as part of Elon Musk Twitter files. Lee Fang, an investigative journalist for The Intercept, Tweeted a thread titled How Twitter Quietly Aided the Pentagon's Covert Online Psyops Campaign in Part 8 of the Twitter File Reporting Series. Twitter gave approval and special protection to Pentagon accounts despite having knowledge those accounts used covert identities, according to Fang. Fang released a 2017 email showing a request from a U.S. Central Command CENTCOM. Official regarding Arab-language social media accounts used to amplify certain messages online. The official requested priority service for six of those accounts, verification for one, and a whitelist status for the other, Feng reported. Twitter immediately responded by giving a whitelist tag to the requested Centcom account, according to Feng. The whitelist tag is a hidden verification feature exempting designated accounts from being flagged for spam or abuse and promoting their visibility on hashtags. (laughs) It really, truly is remarkable how the people running these social media outfits were actively doing everything they claimed they were protecting us from. So when it came to the domestic... Um, misinformation campaign from the FBI. Many of these individuals within Twitter were also duped by it, and they believed the, the the disinformation that was being crafted by the FBI in order to convince them that the Hunter laptop story was disinformation and so forth. Then, at the same time, you have Twitter allowing, facilitating, and promoting what they knew were websites set up for the speci- or, uh, uh, profiles, rather, that were set up by centcom for the specific purpose of or were controlled by for disseminating disinformation whether it is twitter whether it is facebook what whatever the social media uh, you god our government right now what and i'm not saying that this is incorrect but there's this push to ban tiktok why and 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 the Banning of TikTok is something that has moved forward. I think in the Senate it was unanimous to ban the use of TikTok on any sort of government devices. Why? Well, because China utilizes the platform for manipulation purposes. What is our government doing with Twitter and Facebook? The exact same thing. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Floors Plus, Nick's and Springfield. A three step process. Simple. Pick the floor and they'll measure, give you a price, schedule the install date. Bam! Uh, 0% financing 12 months. Not something you can find everywhere with the continued. Spiking of interest rates. Now, that simple process of three, it doesn't have to be in that order. The first two are interchangeable. I actually had them measure first and then went to the Springfield showroom floor. I've been to the Ozark one, but ultimately uh, with uh, just because of convenience from where I work. The Springfield location, and because I knew the square footage as they measured it out, I was able to figure out the cost on my own. And they're very transparent about the cost. No fees that come along later. You think, oh, I did the math. We had the measurement. We came. It's this much per square foot. And then they're like, oh, well, now padding is an extra $0.99 cent per square foot. And then if you want this, that's going to be an extra. Then no, 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 no. It's just straightforward per square footage installed. Here's what it's going to cost. You can do the math yourself. Floors Plus, Nix of Springfield, great folks, craftsmen, installers, tremendous products, are very knowledgeable under Nix Endorsements, KSGF.com. So there's a story that, that I think runs counter to what a lot of people feel the relationship is between government and the people. And that is Elon Musk demands answers from Adam Schiff about bombshell news. FBI paid Twitter to censor. So our tax dollars being used to pay Twitter to send cens- millions of dollars. Now, a lot of people, their instinct is, well, who is he to demand answers from Adam Schiff? This is the relationship. This is how the relationship is supposed to work. They have done such a great job brainwashing people and and actually getting people on the left primarily to support the idea that we are the servants to the government. And whenever they subpoena, whenever they demand answers, we, as long as at least you're a conservative or Trump supporter, just ask how high and when should I show up and which of my friends and family members can I turn in? I'm sure it is to them Somewhere on the spectrum between laughable and appalling that Elon Musk dare suggest that Adam Schiff uh, owes America's answers on this. That Adam Schiff uh, or that Elon Musk dare demand that Adam Schiff get to the bottom of this and figure out what's going on and and finding out whether or not our government, what they were doing, when they were doing it, whether or not Adam Schiff knew about it. That's how the relationship is supposed to work. He works for us. and if you notice when it comes to investigations the people in power in congress right now and in the obama or the uh, the biden administration as well all their investigations target americans on behalf of government agencies not the other way around these 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 committees are supposed to be the watchdogs of the divisions of government on behalf of us, not the other way around. The uh, the the twisted way that they were able to get the Trump tax returns is a perfect example of that. The see these federal our federal tax returns theoretically are are private they're they're protected, but Congress has oversight of the IRS. And so for the purposes of keeping a a watchful eye on the IRS, make sure that they're not doing anything funny, make sure that, that they aren't abusing their power, they have the ability to investigate and of course if you are investigating whether or not you're abusing uh your power and using it against American citizens what's uh, its taxes right i mean that's the relationship taxpayers and and the tax collectors within the IRS and so in order to see whether or not that's occurring you have to get tax returns in order to see whether or not that abuse is taking place well that's what they did in order to justify getting Trump's tax returns so here the the relationship is supposed to be an investigative authority, keeping a watchful eye out on the government institution in order to protect the citizen, but instead they use that power to go after the citizen. And in that case, Donald Trump, which is also political opposition. One of the most masterful tricks and most dangerous moves that have been made by people in government is convincing people that they are the ones who call us to test that testify that they are the ones in in, in terms of accountability and so forth you know that that they are the ones who question us not the other way around springfield's talk 1041, i i'm nick reed you're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041.
2: What child is this who
0: late? Streaming live, KSGF.com Also Facebook 1041 Nick Reed. During a portion of an interview with NPR. That aired on Monday's All Things Considered, Vice President Kamala Harris commented on the changes at Twitter by stating that she expects and, quote, would require leaders in the tech sector to, quote, work with us who are concerned about national security, concerned about uploading and protecting our democracy or upholding and protecting our democracy. And to do everything they can so that there is not a manipulation that is allowed or overlooked. Now, of course, what we, this is the parallel world we live in. We live in the world of reality. What's really happening and what we've learned is that, that our government is the one doing the manipulating. But here you have this totalitarian individual. And if you notice, people who are totalitarian generally aren't intellects at the same time. They're generally not very smart people. And she's an idiot. She's a flat-out ding-dong. And here she's openly telling NPR, taxpayer-funded media propaganda, that she expects and would require, if she's ever put in charge, she is going to require Twitter, Facebook, any of these social media sites, report to her, report to government. So all of this behind-the-scenes shady stuff that's been going on that the left has denied from the beginning, now as it's being exposed, what's the rule with the left when they get caught doing what they claim they aren't doing? They don't apologize. They don't say, they don't resign. They justify it and push forth with it. And controlling social media In order to manipulate the behavior of the masses, like China has done for a very, very long time, is something that they have denied. They've mocked Americans who saw the hints of these things occurring, called them conspiracy theorists, accused us of spreading disinformation, but now as it's all happening... You have elected people like Kamala Harris out there saying, I'm in charge. I'm telling you now, I'm going to require them to do this. This is the Democrat Party. And I'm telling you now, there's nothing that Republican voters can do about it because Republican voters are the target. It's you folks that vote Democrat. Are you going to go along with this? You're the only ones that can stop your party from doing this. And it's it's a it's a real moment of self-reflection and honesty for a lot of Americans out there who support this party. Are you going to go along with it? You know, we all love to be high and mighty and look back at moments in history when the masses of people went along with tyrannical government and oppressed and suppressed political opposition and how we would never, ever do such a thing. This is a moment of choosing for you folks. Which side of history are you on? Because you're in it now. Glenn Beck's next. I'm Nick Reed. Talk to you tomorrow.